0: Welcome to Muffalo, a Harry Potter podcast where we fill your ears to prevent you from hearing nearby conversations. I'm Josh and I'm Blake. And today in this bonus episode, we rank our favorite books and movies.
1: Things might get a little heated. Now, this question comes to us, Josh, from uh, Holly uh, on Facebook. And uh, she said, I just had a question for you and Josh. Uh, I believe you being me. <laughs> I don't know where to leave my comments or questions because I listen to it on Spotify. But after I had listened to the episode where you go over the first book and wrap up being done with the first book, I was curious, do you and Josh have a favorite book and then a favorite movie? Uh, Well, this is a great question, Holly. Uh, The first part of that uh, question is essentially to get in touch with us and to send us a question so that we can, uh, you know, create some bonus episodes for you guys uh, would be to uh, email us at podcast at gmail. Dot com, uh, but for the second part, that is where we dive in uh, to talking about our favourite books. Now, Josh, I think we'll start with books first, but but do you want to go first, or shall I? You know how how do we do
0: this? You go first, Blake. And right. I think just as we as we get started, just as we are more than likely going to say a different list than what people have in their heads <laughs> because we're different people. I just yep. want to preface my list and I I think you would agree with this that saying something is our least favorite Harry Potter book or movie still means that we like it a lot but something has to come in 7th place or in the movie's case 8th place. You just have yes. to have one in the bottom. We even you know there has to be we're not doing yeah. now I don't I think I think we're not doing ties
1: here. There's no, no. There's, no there's, there's no, there's no ties no for first. Couples. That's just dumb. Yeah. yeah, there's no sort of equal ties for first. We we won't do that. Uh, but uh, definitely, I uh, agree with that. We're gonna we're gonna uh, do our best to obviously not offend. Uh, people who might have a, their favorite movie being, say, our bottom movie or whatever that might be, uh, but definitely, uh, definitely, this is going to uh, to hurt some people who uh, maybe have a favorite book, and and that's okay. Uh, that's okay because uh, they're, they're our favorite books as well.
0: Uh, but but it's just please, not our, please email bad. us with uh, with your own favorite lists as well. We'll we'll yes. make another reminder of that at the end. But we'd love to hear your lists also. Yeah,
1: of- yeah, yeah. All right. So, my my uh, let's I'll just run through my uh my books uh from the 7th position being the least liked but still loved, you know, I still love this book, uh Chamber of Secrets. And that's quite funny because this is the uh, this is the book we're doing now, but anyway, 7th Chamber of Secrets, the 6th Goblet of Fire, 5th Philosopher's Stone, 4th Prisoner of Azkaban, 3 Order of Phoenix, 2 deathly hallows so therefore that means uh number one coming in at half blood prince
0: nice okay pretty good list blake <laughs> pretty good list now we'll ignore the middle for right now uh, i mm. think we'll come back to it but but talk to me chamber of secrets we, we spent so much time in it so how come that is the number seventh book for you yeah and this and this was always going to be hard josh
1: because wherever we put this bonus episode and uh you know to be honest it 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 I'm surprised that we didn't do this uh, or, or someone didn't ask for it, say, in the first season. But this this would have had to come in at some point. And f- it's just hard that it came in during Chamber of Secrets because by <laughs> no means do I not like Chamber of Secrets. Hopefully, you know, as the listener will have heard, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy the book. And uh, I mean, you know, some chapters, Death Day Party scene.
0: Would you say that the, that is your least favorite Harry Potter chapter? Like, full stop. I, I would... Res- I don't want to say that i feel like okay.
1: th- there might be some some chapters coming up that i don't i i'm not too sure but i know that that's consciously in my head something that i've like i've said ah uh, i remember that chapter not being as as great so i'd say as of now yes and then we'll see you know as we Fair progress enough. in Fair the enough. books, we'll see see what we get to but i don't know ch- just chamber of secrets to me and this is this is hard because it it's still a great book but i think For me, you know, Philosopher's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, they're they're the first books. Like, I do like when things get a little bit more meat in them. But, you know, what I appreciate about the first book book and that's why it's in the the fifth position for, for me rather than, you know, kind of six, seven uh, and at the bottom it's just because it intros us, you know, to the mm. world, to the the wizarding world and it brings us to know about Harry and some of the main characters and stuff and i find that, you know, in the movie at least there's a, there's a much more sort of awkward level in those first couple films uh, than uh, in the books because the books are written, uh, you know, the the movies are acted and so, you know, you're bringing in some of those uh, kind of qualities from the actor and that can be a bit cheesy uh but as as for my books yeah chamber of secrets is 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 just got to be the bottom unfortunately and and this is the hard thing because you know you read through these books and i don't know about our listeners but it's always changing in a yeah. way you know like there's yeah, i was,
0: always... was going to say that as well i yeah. i think my my movie list especially has changed quite a bit over the years my book list the top has definitely stayed the same, but I feel like the middle is I've, I've definitely reworked that order. Um, now, mm-hmm. Blake, pretty controversial pick going Goblet of Fire in the sixth position. Explain <laughs> that one for us. <laughs>
1: now, Josh, I knew, knew I would get some pushback on uh, the sixth position because I was really tossing it up whether to put Philosopher's Stone in that position Mm. over uh, the Goblet of Fire. And and the reasons I just mentioned before, Philosopher's Stone, I think, comes up for me because I, I just really do like the intro to the, mm. the Wizarding World. That's quite exciting. Yeah, that it's is a, is a great uh, book. Uh, mm. That we get to experience that with Harry. But mm. yeah, Goblet of Fire, I think this is comes from when I was reading through the whole series. And I've gone through the series about 15 plus times, right? and And mm. you've got... Each time I get to the Goblet of Fire, it's like, okay, this is a really good book. Now, now I need to stress again, these, you know, the Chamber of Secrets is not a bad book. Goblet of Fire is not a bad book. They're just like, it's hard to rank these books in mm. order of, uh, of what you really love and what draws you to them. And Goblet of Fire, apart from, you know, I, I do love the Triwizard Tournament, and I love, I, I do like that, but I just find that it wasn't as good for me as future books. When you know, there's Voldemort's already back, and mm. uh, you know, even though that graveyard scene is is really great, I do love when all the dead Eaters come in, yeah. and I, yeah. I I do love that. It's I think just, I think
0: the graveyard scene is is probably a top 5 scene on the whole books like it's amazing. Yeah.
1: And 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 that's the thing. Yeah. You know, some maybe maybe someone out there is interested in in what our kind of favorite scenes are. And they can they can ask us that. But mm-hmm. and I just yeah, it's hard, you know, I'm looking at the book as a whole and even though there are some great things in Goblet of Fire like you know, there there are some good elements, it's it just other books, you know, did it for me a lot better
0: cool well Blake yeah, you'll be answering the the hate mail on that one um and then jumping to the top Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince is that a um a decision that like you make in your sleep it's half-blood prince every day do you, do you find you go back and read that book the most what mm. what makes that book your favorite so the reason why and
1: and this is i i was tossing up between Deathly Hallows being my favorite and Half-Blood Prince Because, you know, Deathly Hallows is great because of the conclusion. You know, I love how everything comes to just this wonderful summation at the end. And uh, with obviously learning more about the Horcruxes. But Half-Blood Prince is where we get the introduction of so many good elements uh, like Harry you know, being taught by Dumbledore and going into sort of these these memories and mm-hmm. getting sort of inside information on Voldemort himself to, you know, uh, Slughorn. I just I love I love the whole Slughorn character bringing him into the story, uh, trying to win over Harry and just that that whole dynamic there, as well as the kind of the love uh, the love interests uh, that, you know, come, come out during Half-Blood Prince. Uh, that's quite funny to me. Uh, good old one. And, uh, yeah, so... I think that's why that takes the, you know, the top spot for me is that it's just always been a book that I've really enjoyed listening to, no matter how many times I've listened to it. Uh, It just comes back as being like such a, such a good book for me. So that's, that would be me, uh, but it was a bit, a bit of a hard kind of decision to make
0: between Deathly Hallows and uh, Half Blood Prince. Okay. So you've already said why Deathly Hallows kind of um, is naturally going to be in that number two position. Mm. Kind of the Deathly Hallows, half the Prince together. Um, Talk to me just about your middle uh, three: Prisoner of Azkaban, Order of the Phoenix, and Philosopher's Stone. Uh, I can't quite remember your order, Blake, but just. Yeah so, so uh, the,
1: from from the bottom bottom up our fifth position was a uh, philosopher's stone uh so that that's the one that uh you know I as I mentioned before it was it was a toss up between uh the philosopher's stone in fifth position and goblet of fire so I you know in a way I would have liked goblet of fire maybe a little bit higher but we can't have these equals right Josh we mm. said that yep. so can so be, philosopher's stone that introduction to the world is just so special that's why that's sort of slightly above goblet of fire for me and I know I am Going to take some heat from that uh but yeah when we come into the fourth position prisoner of azkaban i i do really love the whole plot of that book uh and the whole serious black kind of the misdirection that happens remus lupin that's where we get remus lupin and it was it was hard not to put this in third because I I do love uh, Lupin as a character and the whole Time Turner plot and just how frazzled Hermione gets throughout the mm. uh, the book. Uh, but yeah, and then obviously Order of the Phoenix oh, just. I I do and I do really enjoy that book and it's hard I could probably say I I enjoy this book I enjoy this book about everything but yeah third spot coming in, in bronze uh, definitely the uh, the order of the phoenix there uh, with just the the fun sort of. I guess, side, side plots that are in it. And uh, also just the, uh, the fun uh, inspiration uh, for obviously, you know, the the Dumbledore's army and things like that. Uh, Mm. We, uh, yeah, we obviously get uh, our lovely favorite character to hate uh, as well. Do we ever? That's an understatement. I mean, you know, we, we do not. And, and I think, you know, I didn't want to let that, sort of dissuade me from putting that at a lower spot because the reason why you hate Umbridge so much is that it's just effective writing and it's just such a good book and it makes you just dislike her so much. So that's why it's uh, it's why it's in the third third spot. Yeah. Nice.
0: Okay. Very cool. Love your work, Blake. Um listeners, please let us know if you have any thoughts <laughs> on on Blake's list. And, um, and this
1: is the hard thing who who I'd be curious to see who it takes more heat. And I think what we'll, what we'll need to do is that maybe after sort of a few days after this bonus episode comes out, we'll have to do a sort of a, a poll on Instagram or something like that to see who's, who's list you preferred. Mm-hmm. Um And it's, it's going to be a tricky one. Maybe, maybe I'm just going to get a sort of a fat 0% and uh, you're going to get all the love, who knows. But I think Josh, you need to jump into uh, to, to to this with your order uh, of the book, starting from
0: from that seventh position. All right, so seventh place, uh, will we agree here, Blake. Seventh place is uh, Chamber of Secrets for me. Okay, uh, cool. sixth place, Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, uh, fifth place, Goblet of Fire. Oh, hey, uh, not bad. I know, I know. I I was quite impressed with your. Uh, I've got some. <laughs> I've got some similar thoughts there. Um, fourth place, Deathly Hallows. Uh, third Ooh, okay. place, Prisoner of Azkaban. Nice. Second place, Order of the Phoenix. And first place, Half the Prince.
1: Okay, so let's start with those bottom ones. I mean, very similar. We're very mm-hmm. similar, I think. So my, you know... Seven same same was... bottom three, just different order, right? Exactly, exactly. So, so tell us sort of thoughts behind that as well. Uh, you know, similar thoughts to, you know, the ones that I had, or uh, did you have mm. some different things in mind?
0: Yeah, well, I think that... As again, I read, I reread these books. I still really enjoy them. Um, especially, I think it was, it really pained me to put Philosopher's Stone sixth. I was looking for an excuse to put it higher. Um, but I I just couldn't justify it. And so, you know, (laughs) it's still, it's still a great book. But, but Chamber of Secrets, I do have some, so some issues that I just find it, um, a little less satisfying in a few ways than some of the other ones. I feel like it has the, the most, I guess, contrived ending of any of the books. The 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 way that the Phoenix saves Harry is is at times a little bit forced in my mind. <laughs> oh um, oh we'll get to that when we talk about movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Phoenix <laughs> Phoenix is a feeling <laughs> Phoenix healing <cares> <laughs> fair. Um and so I just I just feel that the 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 in a similar way the balance of the plot is is just very back half heavy you know you i feel like you could almost you could almost cut out chapters like 9 10 11 12 because they find out so little you know they yeah. think it's Draco yeah. for so long and and i guess that, that like that's definitely interesting we we talked in our regular series about how much um of of a red herring that is and and, and it's definitely you know a good mystery technique but i just feel that um it it feels like the it feels like you're sprinting in the last chapters, um, and, mm. and it feels like the pacing is a bit off for me. So, okay. you know,
1: yep.
0: I could spend, like, we, we've spent how many episodes? Uh, 18 episodes talking about how much we like the Chamber of Secrets. That's me, a minute <laughs> and a half, why I think there are some issues with Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not contradicting
1: ourselves here. We're just trying no. to be brutally honest with the, yeah. the rankings, you know. Something's and- got to come in seventh. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We don't yeah. we don't we don't just want to be like, oh, they're all first equal.
0: Well, that was a yeah, great yeah. bonus yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now now that being said, I I love young Tom Riddle. I think that's mm. fantastic. It is yeah. it is probably one of the, my favorite parts of that book. I think mm. there is some good character development um of, of the big three as well as um a little bit of of Dumbledore and character development as well, which is which is neat. But that said, number six. I definitely prefer this book to Chamber of Secrets. Um, I think that it is a um, a better structured book. Yes. Um, I think that the whole idea of, of of thinking that it's Snape as opposed to thinking it's Draco, you're going to compare kind of the red herrings in the first and second book. The Snape motif is just far superior and much more of a surprise. Like I, I remember reading the book and and, and you're, you're you're like you're genuinely surprised when you find out it's Quirrell. Yes. you're like no, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly, it's it is such a good red hearing, like, and it's a, yeah. it's a red hearing that goes throughout the whole series in a way, back
1: and forth, back yeah. and forth. Snape's good, he's bad, he's good, he's yeah. bad. Like, what does it do? Yeah. And, so it's and I guess a great setup.
0: And I guess that's why it's a little bit. Uh, I think it's maybe not as impressive in in Chamber of Secrets when we. I feel like we almost find out both too early and too late that it's not Draco in yes, Chamber of yeah. Secrets. That you know, like finding out in the last chapters that it's Snape was such a surprise, but. Similarly, um, it kind of felt like the the mystery investigation stalled because they thought it was Draco. They they made the polyjuice potion. The polyjuice potion, at the end of the day, you could kind of argue they didn't really need to do it. Like, <laughs> like it's they found out it wasn't Draco, and they probably could have known that because Draco yeah. is not, you know, it's not. Anyway, so I, I just love them thinking it's Snape, and I love the reveal, and and I also think that uh, Philosopher's Stone at least until order of the Phoenix is the best Dumbledore reveal in the end. Like yeah. it's, it's so good. Dumbledore's explanation and, and it's just wonderful. So um, I might be just talking myself. I, I, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm moving up flocked for stone to number five already. Uh, but, but, but um, do we want to do number five, Blake I- or move to the top?
1: No, I I'd like to go to the middle first. I'd like to t- take them up in okay. order, Josh, of uh, where yep. you, where you rank them because okay. um, I'm I'm curious about yeah, your are one and two,
0: right? So, um, Goblet of Fire, I I feel like this book, like, I need to be careful here because I I do really like this book as well. Yeah, and this is um, and this is in your fifth position, right? Fifth position. Um, I I do feel like the fourth book out of the big books, at least, and and I'll just kind of explain because my my ordering goes a little bit together in that I've actually placed Prisoner of Azkaban number 3 because I think it is a nearly flawless children's book.
1: Wow, uh, that's a that's a big so, statement. Yeah. And so
0: that's part of the reason why I've placed number 3. And and we can go back to that in just a second but but by default that knocks down Deathly Hallows and Goblet of Fire even yes. though as as books I enjoy, to read, they they might actually be ahead of Prisoner Raskman, but I've got I've got nothing but love for Prisoner Raskman for a couple reasons that we can talk about later. But Goblet of Fire in the fifth spot, um, I, I think it is the book that that kind of goes too far in in the plot direction rather than character development and i i really do love the balance that's that's there in the later books Mm. um both character and and world building and so i i do find that um it's very heavy plot it's almost like we're watching one big quidditch match from these different (laughs) and and it gets that much at times um that said i i actually want to make a comment on, on the movie i won't make a comment on the movie just yet but I I do appreciate um, the the graveyard scene. I, yeah, no exaggeration. Top five scene for me. I it almost like pushes up this book by itself. I I do appreciate the the. The time we spend outside of Hogwarts, you know, significant time for the first yes. book. But that said, a book's got to come in f- in fifth, and it's it's nowhere near as good as the next ones, in my opinion. So, yeah, um, I I do like a lot of the elements in it, but if I'm going to say a weakness, it's that I love character, I love world building, and this book is very plot heavy. Yeah, yeah, no, that hey, that makes sense. And fourth position, okay, first position. This was hard. I actually changed this while we started recording because wow, okay. I, um I, I just You felt guilty to, or something. <laughs> I didn't quite feel guilty, but I, I did feel that um yeah, I just I just have to make a bit of a controversial stand, Blake, as as okay. far as what's gonna be I, I think my number two is a little bit controversial. Um and, and maybe even my number three. But but number four, Deathly Hallows. Um, this was hard because I love this book. And <laughs> I I think it's it's definitely the it's probably the book that I read second most often. Wow. Um I think I read Half-Blood Prince most often and that should make sense. It's my it's my favorite book. Um but I think my my second favorite book as oh sorry my second most read book is definitely Deathly Hallows. I I love the um the journey through um, understanding what Hallows are. Um I love the Tale of the Three Brothers. Uh, oh, yes. I I love yeah, the so good. the the camping trip. I love I love Ron um, I, as much as I hate him for it, I love that Ron deserts like that is, I, I think a real twist in my mind that is mm. not something I expected. And, and like these, these how,
1: characters aren't perfect.
0: You know, no, the, these characters no. have flaws and that's and, what makes us, that's
1: what makes a great character.
0: I think it takes a, well, well, not entirely realistic. I think it takes a pretty realistic journey back to actually forgive Ron. and like not so much for Harry, but for Hermione. And I think that's done well. Um, mm. I think the, the, the two heists in the book are done really well. First of the ministry of magic and yeah. then of, of Gringos, which is just amazing. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the final battle is done really well. Um, F- final Call battle. Station. Now,
1: now I think, I think this is something that we can maybe talk about when we jump into the movies. Cause, cause I do have this kind of caveat with some of my movie decisions. But I think the uh, yeah the book scene on that final battle between Harry and Voldemort far better than than in the movies. Uh, Agreed. just Agreed. In, in my yeah. opinion. But but we'll yeah. jump. Sorry, that was just a sort of a side note that I just had to throw in there uh, yeah. as we mentioned it. But yeah, back to you.
0: Yeah, so I, I think you know for all those reasons, probably the book I read second most often. Um, but um, I'll, I'll explain why my. My top three maybe doesn't reflect that. Number three, Prisoner of Azkaban. As I said just earlier, like I think this is the perfect children's book. I think you could really make a sharp divide between children's book and young adults. And then even perhaps considering Deathly Hallows, just straight um, adult literature at that point. It's, mm. it's so deep. It's so good. Um, but the first three books um, definitely are, are, I'd say, more... Um, Rolled doll influenced they're definitely more kind of in that classic vein of of a, a British children's story and and the the elements from um Harry blowing up his aunt to the night oh, bus yes. to to the introduction of of my favorite um Harry Potter character Professor Lupin um mm-hmm. to the the eventual um Reveal of Sirius's innocence. Um, I, it's just a fantastic book, start to finish. Um, my, I am not, I am not the biggest fan of 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 the time travel. Um, I think that's a a little bit of a bug rather than a feature for me. Wow. Um, okay. But i i do I do appreciate how it all works out in the sense that. Um, I do feel like if, if they had, if they had killed Peter Pettigrew, that would have been just too much for me, but I feel like they do a a good amount in their time turning days rather than really messing with the past. So I, I do appreciate that. Um, so, so maybe neutral at best would be the time turner for me. Um, (laughs) but I also really like how in this book, Dumbledore, we get to see him, um, reacting a lot more, um, in the first two books, Dumbledore is very much behind the scenes orchestrating. Um, but in this book, you know, Dumbledore is reacting to the news that Sirius is relieved. He doesn't think Sirius is innocent. Lupin doesn't think Sirius is innocent. And so that's quite a neat reveal as well for us Yeah, um, there. So I just think that that is the perfect ch- uh, children's book. And before it gets too dark, um, I think that Rowling has really perfected her writing of these characters and these books at this point. Like this is, perfect. Um, yeah. But it is shorter and it is not as deep and that's why it's not any higher for me.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wow. No, that's, that's really good. Now. I mean, we break into our top two, Josh and yeah. uh, and this is, yeah. So, so give us that sort of the, the, the
0: second and the first, so we can remember. Yeah. So, uh, so the number, the number two spot for me normally past when I've made this list in my head would normally be held by uh, the Deathly Hallows. Um, however, so, so that's the same as Sammy's me. Yeah. Same as you. However, um, I decided to go with, and this is, I think, maybe a tad controversial because there's a lot of reasons why people don't like Order of the Phoenix, and in my opinion, um, every one of those reasons is actually why this is an amazing book. So, is that is that kind of what we were saying with um uh, with with Dolores Umbridge? Correct. Uh, that would be the one of that them. People yeah. say
1: like yeah. people say like, oh, she's so bad. Like, I don't like it, you yeah. know. But it's like, no, there's a
0: there's a reason she's so bad, and why, and that's a yeah. reason why you like yeah. it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it just makes it such a, a great book as far as oh, yeah. like a yeah, it, you know. So I I don't read read this as often as Deathly Hallows. It's very very long, um, and and it is a hard read in the sense that um, y- you do have this unbearable character. Um, not named Dolores Umbridge, but named Harry Potter, um, who <laughs> so is just true. such such a wander in this book. Um, and you have this other unbearable character named Alice Dumbledore, who just doesn't talk to Harry for the whole book. <laughs> and not to mention the book's worst villain. Come at me! It's not it's not Voldemort. It's Dolores Umbridge. And so you know, there's there's some real chances that that um, that J.K. took in this book one of them being making the main character kind of unlikable and and i think that's just so realistic that's so daring and so brave Um, but but it's realistic because he went through something truly horrible at the end of goblet of fire yeah Um, and and so for him as as kind of as touchy and as um, angsty as he is in this book, it it's completely realistic and completely understandable, and and you would really feel that that if if Harry wasn't getting over this loss in in such a profound way. Um you just feel like he was less of a a a true and a real person um and so I really think that that is, is a a really great feature of the book is is Harry's unlikability because it is such a chance for literary standpoint yeah. but more than that it's actually so realistic for the character um yeah and then how how in a world where um where you have this this supreme evil Lord Voldemort can can you actually create a second villain that is more hated? I think kind of universally across <laughs> Harry Potter fandom yeah. um, is is just incredible. So so the fact that that character just shows up in in the fifth book and we haven't seen her before and it's it's just perfect. Um, yeah watching the the in-betweens between Dumbledore and and Dolores is great um you have Dumbledore's army definitely an incredible feature you have Harry kind of proclaiming his innocence through the Quibbler um I, I yes, do love that. I love
1: I love that whole kind of uh subplot there just kind of yeah. you know sticking it to the man uh, yeah yeah and, it, it's, uh, it's at this to...
0: point yeah, it's at this point where um everybody kind of thinks he's a liar including think people like Seamus. Yes. um so yeah. so that's really a tough start for him as well um you you have the like the oclv lessons as well as this is the i think the peak of the voldemort connection in the books you know he has he sees first arthur weasley's attack and then he also later on receives a a planted memory or a planted vision. And then finally the whole scene in the department of mysteries, I just think is amazing. Um, And, and the fact that we learned so much at the end, I, I said that this is, I said earlier how much I loved the, Uh, Dumbledore's final conversation with Harry in Philosopher's Stone. I think Order of the Phoenix is without a doubt the best Harry-Dumbledore conversation. Dumbledore's apology. Dumbledore really being real with Harry. He's more than a headmaster, I would say, for the first time in that book. And it's, it's such a good book. Such a good book. Not the one I reread most or even second most but such a good book in my opinion. It
1: still takes the the second place for you. So that's pretty good.
0: Think about it, listener. Think about all the reasons people say they don't like Or the Phoenix. I would say all of that was intentional and all of that makes it actually a better story than nearly any other book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then in first place probably won't talk about this too much because you covered it really well like Half-Blood Prince for me always book I will reread if I'm just like you know what I think I'm gonna reread a book Um, it will be Half-Blood Prince I go to unless I'm of course reading from start to finish I, I too love Slughorn I think he is a character who is not just an absolute jerk from Slytherin which is great he definitely has his flaws but you know he kind of defends Slytherin House Honor which is always a plus Um <laughs> Um, but, but more than that, I love learning about the Horcruxes and I love young Tom Riddle scenes. Yes, so- Yeah. Like.
1: Like we, like you said before, really enjoying Tom Riddle as part of Chamber of Secrets. Yes. Uh, And, and we've mentioned it throughout this, uh, this season, this book uh, that, yeah, this book of Chamber of Secrets is awesome because Tom Riddle, we get that insight and, and how more so do we get that insight than when we jump back into his history and learn that from kind of, you know, with Dumbledore as our teacher or with our guide. Uh, So it's very good, but I just love that we
0: put Half-Blood Prince both as our favorite books yeah i think i think that's definitely a a commonality between us and i i'd be curious to know if uh if everybody else um has has a similar top book um yeah definitely if if you don't want to if you don't want to make the list yourself just let us know what your favorite book is or let us know if we are totally wrong on your favorite (laughs) book because we put it fourth or fifth Um, so you know feel free to reach out even if you haven't made a full list and I, i would say that like with this list it's so
1: close usually like you know mm. so so having a position of first and second somebody might have you know say for me you know the second position was deathly hallows for, for favorite book someone might love deathly hallows and, and have that first and there's not much there you know it's it's hard to make these decisions on what order to to put them in mm. uh, but i, I would yeah i would love to to see if anybody else has half-blood prince uh, as their top favorite, but but uh, there you go. That answers that question of of uh, to Holly uh, for our favorite book, and both of ours is uh, Half Blood Prince.
0: And then, like this is a bonus episode, we don't want to take too too long, so we do need to move on into favorite movie.
1: Ooh, okay, this is this is good. I'll I'll start from eighth. Obviously, we've got eight movies okay. here because the last book is split into two, uh, and so uh, we'll go from eight up, and uh, and then I can jump back into it. But uh, number eight, Chamber of Secrets. Number is 7 Philosopher's Stone, 6 Goblet of Fire, 5 Prisoner of Azkaban, 4 Deathly Hallows Part 1, 3 Order of Phoenix, 2 Half-Blood Prince and 1 Deathly Hallows Part 2. Okay. hey, this is I don't know how how, you're looking at your list now. Now, for those listeners, I actually can't see uh, what Josh's list is. Okay, so so, Josh, where does I mean, like, you know, I'll I'll come back to, to mine, but like just quickly, am I any close to you or very different? I would say extremely different. Extremely different. Okay, well, this is crazy. Okay, so here we go. This is, I'll just break it down. So for those, uh, for the eighth and seventh and sixth, so eighth being Chamber of Secrets and seventh being Philosopher's Stone, very similar reasons to that first kind of the books. Uh, I would say, except that these are the first movies made and they're made the earliest, right? Because mm. you know, these, are, these are made in chronological that's, order. That's how things so, tend to go.
0: That's, the that's, or, the oldest things tend to be the earliest. Yeah, except in Star Wars, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shots fired.
1: But, but um, yeah, so for instance, Chamber of Secrets and Philosopher's Stone, just visual effects, things like that. The actors are, are yeah. young. I mean, there's already yeah. a huge improvement jumping from Philosopher's Stone to Chamber of Secrets. But the reason why I still keep Chamber of Secrets secrets down are for some of those reasons of the, what we talked about for the books. Uh, I do think Chamber of Secrets is it you know a lot of people say that the movies get you know as as we probably all know they they do get darker and more mature as as audience progresses. I find the jump from Philosopher's Stone to Chamber of Secrets to be quite quite dark whereas the jump from Chamber of Secrets to to uh, uh Prisoner of Azkaban not so much, still a still a jump, uh but definitely, uh, yeah. Chamber of Secrets uh, uh, it is, is that sort of uh great movie. But you know, because these these aren't bad mo- movies, it's still a good movie. But it's I think it's the weakest movie. Definitely, Philosopher's okay, now, Stone.
0: Now Blake, Blake, yeah, um, I might be showing my hand a little bit too much on this one. Okay, but if you were to rank the the movies as um, those being most accurate to the books what would your rankings be there? Okay. Because the size of the book and
1: being able to get the plot into the movie, because we know that Steve Close is the screenwriter. You know, he did a great job, but sometimes those bigger books, how do you cut things? How do you bring (laughs) it down? So Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, they they are really good, and I think you mentioned it with Prisoner of Azkaban as as well. Uh, but that, it's those first three books are really solid for mm. movie adaptations, and we've talked about that in the in this podcast. Is yeah. that yeah, uh, you know? Yeah philosopher's stone is is great you know it's a it's a great you know movie adaptation so so there you go but but chamber of secrets philosopher's stone i mean i ranked philosopher's stone higher because even though the acting's a little bit weaker uh we still get the intro to the world and it's a fantastic film these are great films i just feel Mm -hmm. chamber of secrets is usually the movie i'm least wanting to watch so, it's that's that's for me. It's just harder, uh, even though I do love the throwback scenes to Tom Riddle, and we'll get into mm. that. We'll we'll get into you know as we're drawing to a close with some of these uh you know the book Chamber of Secrets. We'll we'll jump in and we'll watch the movie like we did with the first one, and that'll yeah. be great there. But yeah, uh, sixth position, goblet of fire, oh, similar reasons. Uh, you know, I put goblet of fire for in my sixth position, uh, but uh, this is just. I love that that scene at the end where Harry gets Mm. transported to the graveyard. That
0: is a great scene. But as a whole, I I say this with zero exaggeration, a perfect rendition of the book. So good. Yeah. I
1: I, I think, I think that scene is amazing. Yeah, they did a really good job with it. And and that's why this is so hard. Uh, fifth being Prisoner of Azkaban, I really did love that film. This is where kind of, you know, in a way, sometimes when I go, oh, I want to rewatch all the movies, I'm tempted to be like, should I just start with Prisoner of Azkaban? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so I love that. And then uh, Deathly Hallows, part one, just because it is the weaker of the two, you know, we get that excitement. In part two, uh, all those sort of a lot of the the destruction of the Horcruxes and a lot of kind of you know information being finally given to us in part two. So I I love that. But yeah, part one being in the fourth position, third position, order the Phoenix, great film, second half blood Prince. It's my favorite book. It's one of my favorite movies. I just really enjoy it. Like I just love the dynamics of it. Uh, You know, the, the sort of the one, one, the relationship scenes, (laughs) you know, it's just kind of, that's really funny, but also the relationship that we get with the visual slughorn, not just from a book. And then to top, top it off, deathly Hallows. I mean, Deathly Hallows Part 2, it brings everything to an end, even though I don't like that final scene as much in the book with, uh, you know, Voldemort and Harry. I love the fact that in the book, the whole school kind of are gathered around them in a circle and, like, you know, there's no out for either of them and this is it. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, having people, you know, nobody in sight and it's just Harry and Voldemort in the end, you're like, you know... Harry gave his life for these people in this school. And I love that, you know, none of these kids are getting hurt because Harry's protection over them. And that's sort of mentioned in that last book with mm. that last scene of, of them yep. kind of being protected. And uh, whereas it's very alone in the, in the, that sort of the movie scene where it's just, Vol- it's still a great scene. And finally we get, you know, Harry defeating Voldemort, but that is why you know it, it's even besides that still a, a wonderful
0: wonderful conclusion to this wonderful series and that's why i've put it at number Dude. one do you love that part where they're like flying together and like harry puts his fingers in voldemort's nose <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 definitely definitely not the strongest He's like we're gonna end this together tom and like touches his nose all kind of weird <laughs>
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Jump. jump, jump into it. Jump into your list here.
0: Okay. All right. Well, this is very different and don't judge me too much until we've talked about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Number eight, Goblet of Fire.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, no, no. Hey, hey, no, you're, you're getting, you know, not yet anyway. You're not getting any, hate.
0: cool. Number eight, go for yeah. it. Uh, number seven, Chamber of Secrets. Oh yeah. Uh, number six, Deathly Hallows 2. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, continue, Josh. Continue. Yeah, I'll just continue. Continue. Uh, number five, Order of the Phoenix. Uh, number four, Deathly Hallows. One. Number three, Half Blood Prince. Number two, Prisoner of Azkaban. And number one, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. I th- there. Yeah. There, there are some comments that need to be had. <laughs> uh, and uh, as I say I mean I, I understand completely your reason for putting philosopher's stone at number one. you you know like it I do get it. I do get it and, and like maybe just let's start off start off with your number one like mm. why why yeah. number
0: one? So, so Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was released in 2001. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was released in between um, the books Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix. And so it was released fairly, fairly late for a first book to be released. And I just want to say that this series by this point had well and truly taken off. Um, yeah. Well and truly taken off. Yeah. And... I feel like the stakes, with maybe the exception of Deathly Hallows Part 2, I feel like the stakes were never higher than at this moment. Mm. To get the casting right, to get the story right, to get the director right, to get everything right. And and I think, if I might say, I I don't know if they hit a home run, but I think in the absolute most pressure-filled situation, they if I'm going to use a baseball term, they hit a solid double, maybe even a triple. And, and yeah. like, they just killed it. Like they, they looked down the barrel of the gun. They, they saw all the pressure and they're just like, you know what? We're going to make a great film. That is true to the books that characters you can love. We made great casting decisions, even though we don't know anything about what these kids are going to be like in the future. Um, all the way through, it was just amazing. Um, first and second movies also have my favorite Dumbledore, Richard Harris. And so that is a significant point in their favor. Although explain why chamber of secrets still is number seventh for me, but, there's just so much that is great about this. This movie feels to me like a a Christmas movie type movie. It's it's the movie that I'm just like I'm gonna watch it when it's on. Um, I'm I'm gonna just stop and watch a couple scenes. Yeah, um, and, yeah, And it's just it feels like home, like no other movie on this list does.
1: Yeah. Okay. I give you that. That's a wonderful statement. There. It feels like it feels like home because yeah, it does give you that, it almost reignites that magical feeling you mm. get of coming into Hogwarts. Yeah. Like every time you watch that scene of, of coming to Hogwarts, you feel like, wow, this is great. You know, I'm home, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I definitely respect that being number one for you. Like that makes, that makes sense. So, so walk us through some of these other, uh, the uh, the other rankings that you've given, maybe, maybe jump back down to the, the yeah, bottom. Jump if, back if to the want.
0: bottom. All right. So Goblet of Fire, Um, I've already explained that I didn't think the book was was great, like some people do. Um, and so I guess I'm kind of predisposed to, to not loving the movie, but I think that mm. sadly, the movie takes my least favorite parts of Goblet of Fire and makes it worse. Um, and, and so instead of being a, perhaps a bit plot heavy, the movie goes to no plot together, just three main challenges. Um, it, it really feels like these events are just slapped together without any kind of transitions. And so you just have, okay, um, event one is the Quidditch World Cup. Boom, done. Uh, event two is Harry versus the dragon. Boom, done. Uh, and it, it just like, it really feels choppy it's, to me. It's your standard three-point essay.
1: Uh, you've got your introduction. <laughs> you've got your three main points. And That's then you've right. got your conclusion, Josh. It's yeah. it's pretty simple.
0: Yeah. So. Really struggle with that one. Um, this is the movie where we get, I think, the worst Dumbledore performance in any of the films. Harry, you put your name in the of the fire. <laughs> uh, so there's that. There is also the really weird handling of the Barney Crouch Jr. thing. I think the um, yeah, like remind me of the name of the actor.
1: Uh, you mean uh, David Tennant? Like the David the, Tennant? Yeah, Jr. Yeah, David Tennant. So, so
0: please don't, please don't think that I'm I'm disparaging him. Well, what I do have an issue with. The way that they portray this in the movie is is really heavy-handed and, and kind of yeah. like, do you see what we're doing here? Do you see what we're doing? This guy, yes. this guy is going to be he- here, you know? And it's, yeah, I, I think perhaps they they thought that they needed to help their audience a, a bit more along, um, but I think that's a real weakness watching them back again is that yeah. it's it feels really forced, the whole reveal. And then that said, the graveyard scene is just perfect. And uh, so yeah. one scene does not a movie make, though and so yes exactly yeah great point i, I think it's, it's a bit rough on, on a lot of fronts and you know Rita skeeter being um an animagus is kind of glossed over as well that's not really yeah, to- clear yeah, exactly um, yeah, totally yeah anyway just a lot of issues with that book so chamber of secrets a lot of what it has in it is connected to philosopher's stone and you you might think that would make it higher on my list, but the reason why it's so low is, is partially um, because of how much they relied on, on cutting edge at the time CGI and, and it ages poorly. If you kind of take out the troll scene in um, philosopher's stone, um, philosopher's stone is, I would say timeless minus the troll scene. Yes. Chamber of Secrets does not, unfortunately. You have the Acromantula, you have the Basilisk, you have the Moaning Myrtle. There's just some things that don't age well in it. And so that's definitely one part. And and I guess the second part is, I actually think that it's, it's just not, they didn't have as much great material to work with in making it a movie. And so it is very faithful to the books. But like I said, Chamber of Secrets... I think is, is very, very plot heavy. And so, and very much a sprint at the end. And so I think you feel that in the, in the movie as well. Although the movie spends even more time on the last scenes than, than the book does. But anyway, um, moving on. Okay. Like this is probably our our most significant disagreement is that I think Deathly Hallows one, if not far superior, definitely the better of the two movies i
1: i yeah i i can understand that but i just i mean i just love a a conclusion and whilst i do enjoy i guess the build-up that part one does like now i will admit it when part one finished boy did i because i watched part one in the movies when it came out i think Mm -hmm. on midnight like when it was released and i just wanted like I just really wanted that that other film to be done. It was real sad that like I had to wait like a whole year before mm. part two came came in. And uh and so I I did really like part one. I just I'm a sucker for some action and uh and I do really like the uh I do really like the the action that the part two brings. Like the final yeah. war scene. I just and the music that builds up to it, mm. the theme and mm. and the deaths that are so sad and tragic, but like Oh, I just I love that
0: yeah you know it's it, it is a good movie and I think from this point on um Deathly Hallows 2 I, I I do think that there is a bit of almost a almost two tiers for me um that the Deathly Hallows 2 and up so 6 and up in my list I would say are far more watchable than my bottom two. And so yeah. I, I don't want to like I think they're a lot closer. I, I had no problem actually with the first two in the in the bottom seven and eight, but I did have problems ranking these top ones. And so definitely I, I hear you there. I actually think the greatest part of of Deathly Hallows for me is the Gringotts um uh, plan that is yes. by far my favorite part of that movie I, that is excellent. Like um, it was it was such a good launch into the oh, into the fifth act of I'll the say, movie I'll say this. If um if that was in Deathly Hallows, one that might be my favorite movie, uh, but yeah, I think I think that I think for me both those movies for you know they're four and six both those movies suffer for me because neither of them are really complete stories and and what do you like do you expect Josh whether part one and part two it, as kind of standalone movies they're really hard to rank.
1: Yeah, I I can that makes perfect sense. Those splitters, those part one part twos, can be tricky on lists like this because you're you're negating talking about the first part like it's but then it's unfair to say that oh you're yeah, right. part one part two let's put it together because that just makes no exactly. sense because yeah. that's just you know that's two movies you know of greatness yeah. and like content that they can put in in the space where we're you know we're ranking against other movies that
0: only have the the time slot of one movie so you yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's a tricky decision Blake, I think you mentioned already some of the um, problems with the last fight scene. As impressive as it was visually, there's there are some issues there um, yeah. in in Deathly Hill's Part Two. So I won't go over that. Um, Order the Phoenix, number five. I think it suffers the most as far as what's cut out. Mm. Um, it, it's just the longest book, and and it kind of shows. It's the movie that kind of feels like a highlight reel, um, and so <laughs> I I think that's a bit of an issue. But some things that I think are are done so well is that as much as, as much as we love to hate Professor Umbridge, the actress who plays her in Order of the Phoenix, Imelda Staunton, is unbelievable. I mean, Amazing. give that lady an award. She was, it was like, again, if you think of, of the kind of pressure that's building, is that how are we going to get Dolores right? It's just perfect. It is yeah. perfect. It um, is
1: so good. She embodies that character. Yeah. You know, the, the <clears> outfits <throat> and the
0: costumes. <throat> <throat> oh, yeah, it's just, yes. oh, yeah amazing amazing so like i I almost put this again i i think this movie is is a bit of a struggle to watch because if you hadn't read the books and you're just watching the fifth movie you're kind of like what is happening so much is going on um but her performance is great i think the the time at the department of mysteries is very good um and and I do feel like we lose a little bit in Dumbledore's explanation. I wish that could have been longer, um, but but I do appreciate just the mood of this movie. How it starts with Harry alone in the in the burnt grass of the English yes. summer, and and I think that it, it starts it starts really well. Um, so that's my fifth book. I keep saying books and movies interchangeably. Um, fifth movie um, number four. I'll just go over briefly why I love um, Deathly Hallows one so much. Um, Deathly Hallows One is is the movie where we see um, a lot of that drama that I mentioned liking so much in the book. You know, we we see the issues with Ron, we see him go away, we, we see him come back. Um, we we see also the really, I think, underrated scene of them in the Malfoy manner, and, and we see Dobby's sacrifice. All of that is is I think a really important part of of the first of the first part and and part. So Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallow part one also has the tale of three brothers, which I personally think has done amazingly well. Um, I love that scene and I think it's just, such a unique part of the movies that all of a sudden we're in this like semi-animated i think it's like a short and it's an amazing yeah it's
1: an amazing animation style and just a a wonderful kind of surprise that we get that this we get this story that's contrasts is amazing like the blacks are the real and the whites are the shadows and it's just it's real there's some good symbolism in there as well and and, and that's worth you know uh you know unpacking all to itself but yeah, definitely, it does make part one that much better. Is is by this animation
0: scene of the the three brothers. Yeah, so I think part one really really good. Part one, the reason it's number four is because there is no conclusion. You you finish with Dobby dying basically. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and what are you going to do? Like, it's not it's not part one's fault. That's just where they had to break it up, and so it can't be a it can't be higher than that for me. Um, number three, Half Blood Prince. Um, love love Tom Riddle. Favorite book always going to be high on my list. Um, however, um, I, I just do leave the leave the movie wanting more. I want want to see Hepsibah Smith. Um, yeah, I, I want to I want to see some of the other memories. I want to see his interactions with Marvolo Gaunt, and and I just think there's a few things we missed there um, in in Half Blood Prince. Prisoner of Azkaban, I, I think this is a great movie uh, for a couple reasons. The reason I think it's not number one, and it's number one on a lot of people's lists, and I feel like I I kind of resisted that early on. Um, mm. I, I didn't really like that, um, this movie as much. I liked the, the later movies, but um, the reason it's not number one for me now, and then I'll explain why it's really risen in my rankings. The reason why it's not number one is I really think the... <laughs> The Lupin Werewolf is awful. Uh, that might be the worst CGI animation in the whole series. That's that's a that's a strong claim with that that yeah. troll
1: comment you made earlier with I know. the *Philosopher's Stone*. I know
0: because I think the troll was less important to the overall essence of the book. Right? You, you can have a bad troll and still have a great *Philosopher's Stone*. Um, I'm <laughs> okay. I'm worried that like Lupin's Werewolf almost jeopardizes this film. Like, wow! I'm, I'm like, I see him and I'm like, what is this? um it is ugly um, anyway. <laughs> anyway um so uh, there's just so many amazing scenes in prisoner of azkaban though um like the fact that you have alan rickman being neville's boggart is so good yes. and then he's you know he's dressed up as neville's grandmother um you know as as bad as the werewolf cgi is all of the animation of those kind of dark creatures that come out of the bogart are actually quite good. I'd say the, the Acromantula on roller skates, that's a great little yes. scene. Yeah, The, the clown um, is creepy. Ooh. Yeah. And so, and so I really feel like as a movie, there's just some things that this book did. You're kind of reading the book wondering how are they going to do this? And they really do it well. And then I would also say that it's in this movie that the Hogwarts grounds look as impressive as they ever did. I feel. Um, yes. See. See. That's the thing because with the third movie, Prisoner yeah. of
1: Azkaban, um, with um, Alonzo, he as the, as the director, he really wanted to connect these areas. So you know, the coming down from the Hogwarts Castle to Hagrid's house, he connects that. He brings mm. these things in, and even the characters seem a bit more real because. As as he directed, they uh, they kind of get to sort of pick their own outfits in a yeah, way, like yeah. their costumes. They you, they're wearing sort of more normal clothes, so it really brings it and makes them more real. Yeah, I
0: agree. I agree, hundred um, percent. And then the other thing that I would just say, this book had had quite a lot of pressure coming to it um, as to what they would do with the Dementors, and I feel like they um, yeah, those Dementors, even, even watching cool them bow those Dementors. Yeah. No issues. They've aged great. And, and I think was a big challenge. And, and they just, they, if if you look at what, what did they have to get right about this book? I think top of the list would be Dementors. Like how they looked visually and, and they just killed it. It was great yeah definitely so amazing and no, i
1: i i appreciate that even though you know it's hard I, I i put prisoner of azkaban in the fifth position for me but like it's still so good uh, mm. so that yeah
0: and, and i've already talked about my first choice philosopher stone blake uh, but but any thoughts from you on philosopher stone as as we finish the, the movie i no, i i
1: understand it I understand why it's your your top one, and um, I think that's probably the biggest contrast because we we agree about the books being, uh, you know, the Half Blood Prince as of now that that book is is our favorite, and then it comes to the movies, and everybody's like, wait, whoa, Blake's put it at the seventh <laughs> position, and Josh has put it, you know, number one. How does that work? But like, I do agree with you uh, when it comes down to the uh, having it in, in position one. Like, I understand that for you. I just. I just think, you know, like visually for me, the other ones intrigued me more and I, I enjoyed the story more, even though it's a great book adaptation mm. and Steve Close did a great job. Yeah. But
0: yeah, I still still did. Can I just say one thing on, on that, yeah. though, as well is um, is, is visually I, I get what you mean, like um, as you look at the other books, um, I feel like they are very much. Um, In their movie adaptations, they, they do much more kind of resemble almost like a Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight type mm. type vibe, you know, like the darkness that's just on the screen all the time. You have to watch it in a dark room almost. Um, yes, so true. And I get that. But, but I also feel like the first film was intentionally the opposite, that there is so much light because everything is new. And, and it's so bright. And I just love how, how they captured kind of the wonder of, of Daniel Radcliffe. Like he is just amazed at everything he sees and is the acting a bit cheesy. Yeah, it is. But (laughs) it kind of also symbolizes how each one of us kind of is amazed as we enter into this world. And we're like, wow, that's cool. That's so cool. And he he is us in that situation. But yeah, I mean,
1: I, I think, I think, and maybe we, maybe we finish with this is that, you know, Ah, Phoenix! You know their tears have healing powers, and uh, of course, <laughs> that is that is just oh, that cheese ballness is why that uh, that film is so low for me. But anyway, so so there you have it. Uh, you know, my favorite book is the same as as Josh's, Half Blood Prince, and uh, uh, with his number one of movies coming in at Philosopher's Stone, mine is Deathly Hallows Part Two. So we get sort of the very stark uh, opposite there uh, which is quite interesting Mm. but anyway thank you once again to holly uh, for sending in your question there hopefully we've answered that and you've uh, enjoyed this uh, bonus episode as well as uh, the rest of the the listeners but thank you and i would love to hear your feedback so head over to itunes and leave a review your reviews help keep the magic alive and like i said if you want to get in touch with us send us a question so we can do a sort of a bonus episode on it send that to Podcast at gmail.com. As always, to continue the adventure, join us next time as we discuss the 12th chapter of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Polyjuice Potion.